Genius Fans. Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. I don't know what it is, Aaron, but like I've been so depressed this last month and like I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I've been going to the gym and I've been I've been trying, but I've just been more tired and more, you know? Sure. I've actually been I started the year more depressed than I ever had. Yeah. And I don't know if it's I mean, we're in a fucking pandemic. It's been two years, you know? Yeah. And so um and yeah, I, and part of it's also like the whole, this is going to sound so dumb, but like Instagram. And so it's like, I'm shyer to reach out to people because I feel like my credibility has gone down because like my content's not there. You know what I mean? It looks like a newer page. Like, I get what you're saying, but all of that's in your head. Yeah. Nobody is sitting around like, did you see Sarah had to start a new Instagram? I wonder why. We all know exactly why, which I wanted to talk to you about that. I don't want to rush into it, but yeah, here we are. And okay, so no one's on. sitting there like, oh, you know, I would never hang out with Sarah because hers got hacked, which I want to ask, is it okay to start with the genesis of that? How did your account get hacked? Yeah. So my account was actually hacked through another comedian's hacked account. And uh, so I didn't know that it was a hacker DMing me. I thought exactly. It was just- wait, wait. So a hacker DMed you from another account saying that they can make you money and you clicked on the link. Yes, I did. And okay. it's so stupid. Like, bitch, you don't need that money. Like, what? Why would I even? Ugh. And I, I don't know. It was like a lapse in judgment. You know, I wasn't I was at work kind of not really paying attention. And just mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, like I was arrested I as a teenager for stealing something that I was going to resell for money I didn't need. It was just like the idea of extra money sounded so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait. I don't need extra money more than I need to just feel safe sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's just one of those days I was working, I was in meetings and, you know, I literally watched myself get logged out of my account and I saw (laughs) some random Nigerian guy named Otumba Agboje Raymond or something like that just like be able to log in and that's who owned my account and i remember using my what what's now my backup account it used Uh to be my old web series page like cussing him out and like i was crying i was on xanax i was like it was it was you know and it sounds so la and so ridiculous but you know as comics it's part of our brand it's how we get work we show what we've been doing we we use it to reach out to bookers it's like a portfolio you know yeah but also being hacked is not just an la thing that is people get scammed all over the country it's true but how many of them cry over it uh, I imagine everybody. No, because people get attached to their social media things and they feel it's an attachment of themselves. I mean, we use it, sure, as business, but other people just feel it's an attachment of themselves to their friends and family. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's another thing. I had to DM all my family in Iran, like, hey, guys, I got hacked. Like, please, you know, mm-hmm. follow me here. And I had actually a, sub- a substantial amount of, you know, I actually, uh, I had, um, uh, that's how I used to connect with some stand-up comics in Iran. And, you know, a few of them followed me back, but it's just, ugh, It's what it's I used so... to, atta- to talk to the stand-up comic friends I have that live in my neighborhood. Literally, yeah. Like, no, who really, you know, exchanges phone numbers anymore? It's just all DMs and, you know, tweeting. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Like, there's, like, some people, like, 
Like I know Nicole, Amy Schreiber. She lives down the street. I've known her for 10 years. I'm not sure I have her number. I know that we turn each other's DMs and that's what matters. Oh, same dude. Like Chris Hansen had just started following me on that account. Uh, Chris Hansen, the guy that got the pedophiles. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Okay. Well, I had, (laughs) so I, um, did you help me catch predators? Yeah. I love that show, man. It's the best. Yeah, but you helped him catch some predators. Oh no, no, I didn't. I actually, I played him in a sketch that I made mm-hmm. for Crazy Woke Asians and I tagged him in it and he followed me and he said, great sketch. So I'm praying that, you know, that's the most embarrassing thing. I just hope, you know, this hacker is not reaching out to Chris Hansen and asking him for money. And, you know, there was also the number one soccer player in Iran who, you know, I was in communication with for the last few years. And it's just like, you know, it's just annoying. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, this many months in, I don't feel like it's coming back. Like, yeah, we can consider I got that an, debt. I got an email from Instagram this morning and they said, sorry, due to the coronavirus pandemic, we cannot we cannot give you or we cannot uh, look into your problem at this time. I'm like, dude, you're all working that doesn't make sense. Home. I'm sorry. We can't get within six feet of your profile. You know, yeah. we might catch Corona. Like, I know you're all working from home. Like, it's Instagram. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know what? I guess while we're here, I may as well turn on the video. Please don't put this on the podcast. Oh, my God. Um, don't. I don't put any of this stuff. I have not posted one video of any of it. I've even kept a couple to post. I'm not going to start now by surprising somebody. Okay. Is there like a filter an on this thing? I don't think there is. There's a weird background of a crying emoji. Yeah, that's how I've been for the past Or is months. that a selfie? Yeah, that's a selfie of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you yeah. look like everyone else is working from home. Literally, yeah. I've been I mean, working from home and my boss did not announce that she wanted to do a group meeting and FaceTime mm-hmm. called all of us. It wasn't a oh. Zoom link. It was FaceTime calls. So it was like, and I was like, I'm shirtless. I am not answering this with my shirt off and be oh, like, hey like, guys, surprise, surprise. Surprise thirst trap. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like how everyone has the sexiest look when they're doing Excel sheets. You're oh, like, no, 100%. no, no, no. I mean, I don't know about you, but I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in but case. you're right. You're right. I mean, I don't think it is coming back. And I mean, I, I started investing in the backup page anyway, a few weeks ago and, you know, just trying to repost the, the really good content and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ne- can I have unsolicited I mean, advice? Yeah. Just rename it. So it stops as backup and yeah. then just act like it's your main account and don't bring up the old thing and just go about life. Sever that idea. Let it go. That's, yeah, that's true. And I'm move just on with all life. In a year or two, you're not even going to think about that old account. It was going to be a trivia question. It's not going to control your daily thoughts. That's so true. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate Uh that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm trying. You know what? Yeah, that's true. I think instead I'm going to just rename it as like Sarah Fatini. I I don't know. Whatever. I'll think about it. (laughs) Whatever you want it to be. Real Sarah Fatini, whatever. Like, But it would be like if you totaled your car in an accident and then you bought a new car and had it painted like your old car. You know, like, and talk about how your old car used to drive. Like, no, just drive a new car now. That's so smart. Oh, my God. Well, you already have a network of people. Like, it's not like they follow your Instagram because of your Instagram. They follow Instagram because of you. That's so. And so your roast battle friends and all those people aren't going to be like, oh, no, no, no. I only want to talk to your old account. They want to talk to you. And that's how they get a hold of you. 
that's really smart. Thank you. And you know what, what someone told me also is now it's more about content on Instagram. It's not even so much about, you know, cause I was posting flyers and, you know, mm-hmm. just showing how much booking, you know, this sounds really full of myself, but like, you know, just showing the bookings, you know, work that gets work. But now it's like with TikTok and it's like, you know, your podcast, for example, you got to show what you're doing. You got to show like content, you know, entertaining people. So, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I'm, I don't even think of it in that way as much as like I post the flyers because they were nice enough to make a flyer. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just like out of respect yeah. that they spent time to do that. I'm going to post it, you know, yeah. like or for this podcast, it's out of respect of taking your time that I put it up there so people can see that I talk to you and they can find out where to find out more about you as a human being. I'm so excited, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I have so- a question for you. One month into the, the very depressed year, 2022 depressed yeah. January already. What are you going to do in February to make sure you don't have a depressed March? Well, I am going to eat better. And I know like everyone says that, but I, you know, as I've mentioned before, I've been working out. I, I do lift mm-hmm. some weights, but I, you know what I eat for breakfast? A big fluffy brownie from Starbucks and a yeah. double espresso. Ah, so good. I, hate the people use Starbucks as breakfast because like if you're getting a Frappuccino, a Frappuccino is a milkshake. Let's be honest with what it is. I used to work there. It is. I know it goes. Exactly. There. No, exactly. <laughs> and so like, I look at it and you're just like, I stopped eating so much. Like I stopped eating um, cereal because I just realized it's just dried up carbs that I'm putting yeah. milk on. And you're yeah. just like, Oh, that's not what I need either. I've lost more weight on dieting than I have on exercise ever. Yeah. And it's all about the food, not, you know, the, the exercise is like 20% of it. It's mostly food apparently. Yeah. Yeah. When people are like, I never exercise. Like you meet those people and they look fantastic and you're like, I hate you. Yeah. What they're not saying is I have a super strict diet that allows Mm -hmm. me to continue life looking like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I also want to, you know, I feel like I'm at a really strange intersection with stand up that I don't just oh. want to do every, I don't want, I don't just want to do any show, you know? Cause I mean the last three years, that's what I've been Oh, you're doing. too good for things. No, 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 that, that, You like heard that. it here first, so everybody. Nice. Sarah Fatimi is too good for your show. No, no, <laughs> no. But I just think it's time to graduate to different things. I think it's, you know, if you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. And so that's kind of where I'm looking at with content and, you know, um, mm-hmm. some stuff I'm going to tell you off screen, maybe, um, or off, off the podcast. Um, yeah, but I think I'm, I'm just trying to be the most productive with my time. So, you know, um, I mean, I think you can agree too. There's certain, there's certain shows that like, I'll call it out right now. Spotlight Sundays, you know? <laughs> oh my God, guys, you heard it here first. Sarah Fatimi is too good for Spotlight Sundays. That I will confirm. I'm too good for Spotlight Sundays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would never I, openly talk about the shows that I think I'm too good for, which by the way, I'm still doing those shows. I feel like I'm too good for. So why do you keep doing them? I like to do them. Good. I well, feel like left- I'm too good for that, but yeah. I really like to, I hate to say this as egotistically as I'm going to say this, flex on it. I want to see that I am the best one on the lineup. And I, by doing that, I have to go out there and prove it by doing the best on the lineup. And so I will sit there and I will watch it all happen. And then I'll be like, and now I'm going to try to create magic in the room. And it doesn't always work out in my favor, but sometimes it mm-hmm. does. And that 
feels so rewarding. Better than being on a show with a bunch of other great comics. Yeah. To be on a show where it feels impossible and then you lift up the weight no one lifted yeah. feels so good to me. That's why I still like doing open mics. Like when I'm watching all these people like really struggle on open mics and be like, I'm going to turn this room into a room. That is like an accomplishment and like and a feat. I just changed my goals for those kinds of rooms. That's true. That's a really great way to look at it. No, but I, you know, I mean, yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that, oh, I'm too good for this show, that show, but mm-hmm. there's, for example, I got, well, I got asked to do a show last minute in Beverly Hills last month. And I went there and there's just one family eating dinner, mm-hmm. which they, well, first of all, I had taken an edible right before I got asked to do a set. So it's a question if that family's even real. Yeah. They might have been a mirage. <laughs> I don't know, but they all anyway, look like edible. Yeah. It was, it was, and it, I think I took two or something. <laughs> it was like, I was, I was tripping, you know, it was, but it was, it was a good set and I made them laugh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also, it's a matter of time is money. Right. And so it's just, it's just, it's kind of like in that sense. And, I mean, I mean, I mean, basically where, where everyone is, you know, we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to get bigger and write new material and, you know, like that. This is like the most candid interview I've ever had. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, so like, I've only turned away one show in the last year. It was, I said, yes, I showed up. There was literally nobody except for two of the other comedians. And I know they booked more than two other comedians. And it was a half an hour after the show started. And they were like, did you want to go up anyways? And I said no to that. Because I said, listen, I said yes to this just so I could tape the set. I like taped sets. But there's no point in me taping a set for an empty room with two people in the back that are like looking at their notes. It was Spotlight Sundays, wasn't it? I'm not saying what it was or wasn't, but it was the same producer. No, (laughs) it was. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but... um... Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of like in that sense. I also am new. I'm really wanting to tape all my sets. Um, The best set I ever did, uh, I forgot to tape, of course. So I'm forever chasing that. I feel like my top 10 sets ever aren't on tape. And that's why I started taping all of them. And I feel like I do way better when I'm not taping. Just because of the fact that I know I'm taping, I'm Mm -hmm. not in the same headspace. And you're like, no, but you got to learn how to get there when it is pressure that's true and but you know that's why I love flappers because they tape everything regardless and it's like if you felt like you really want to purchase the tape you shell out 30 bucks and and yeah and if you don't then you don't and yeah exactly so, yeah. wait so question then outside mm-hmm. of stand-up what's something mm-hmm. you think you're too good then like you're too like, good for spotlight Sundays what's your spotlight Sundays that's outside of stand-up every guy on tinder <laughs> every guy on tinder sure <laughs> I deleted my Tinder because I thought, you know, it was, it was just, I don't know, the guys, there's something, I don't, there's like an arrogance in, no, I don't know. I'm just on Bumble and OkCupid now, but uh, I I don't know. That's the chosen, that's the spotlight Sundays of apps to where I feel like all dating apps are essentially people who don't know how to connect with people in person, try to connect with people without there being a physical person in front of them. And it doesn't work out for many. Um, yeah if I was to go ahead and say things I'm too good for at this point I learned that I feel like I'm too good for um, snack food that has a long shelf life 
if it is designed to sit there on the shelf forever, it's not designed for my body to turn into a thing. So no Twinkies? Definitely no Twinkies. I stopped eating Doritos, like all these things. And I, I can't say no to them in front of me. But if I don't have them in the house, I don't think about them and I don't eat them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Not have it in the house. But the reality is, is because I got to an age, I hate to keep bringing up my age, like I'm obsessed with it. I guess I am now. Is um, where I respond to it like is alcohol. Where like I have a hangover. I eat junk food and I don't eat a real meal and stuff or just enough junk food. I feel really sick the next day, which like I didn't as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so all and of a sudden it became like, well, no, Doritos aren't worth a hangover. Yeah. And, you know, and that that's really smart that you know that about yourself. But, you know, even besides the hangover, it's just even if as a kid, if you could handle it, it's still not good for your body, your mind. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that feeds nothing. It feeds nothing good. No, it doesn't. Except when you have the munchies, because that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I get it. But that's your body asking for the things that are bad. That is very true. That is very true. It's like how yeah. depression is asking for alcohol. Yeah. The munchies are asking for snack food. And it's the same thing in my mind. That's so true. You're right. Oh, my God. But, okay, I know this is your podcast, but I almost kind of want to talk about how you brought up the age thing because I saw a meme this morning. It was on Overheard LA, and it said uh-huh. 20-year-old to 40-year-old. You're so lucky you didn't lose one of your hot years to the pandemic. And then the 40 year old just goes, excuse me. And it's like, I remember I commented, I'm like, people in this country really think life ends at 30. Like they do. And there's the other weird thing about aging is everyone wants to act like they look younger. I've seen really attractive people in their forties and fifties who look like they're in their forties and fifties. You can be attractive and look your age. Like, I don't want to call Sharon Stone out. Like she's like, cause we all know she's very sexy, Mm -hmm. but she also doesn't look 25. She looks yeah. like the sexiest 65 year old we've ever seen walk the planet. And that's awesome. It is, you know, and it's, I don't know what it is. If you've seen on Twitter and like someone was like, they tweeted this morning, Rihanna becoming a billionaire and then having a baby at 33 is so inspiring. And I'm like, I thought 33 was young to have a baby. <laughs> like, I mean, medically it's not, but it's also not at a brave age either. It's a very appropriate age to have a baby. Yeah, if you want to be also, if you're a billionaire, you can afford the baby up front. You can pay the whole baby's life right now. It's not this courageous or inspiring thing. It is inspiring to watch somebody step up after the baby. Yeah, seriously, Rihanna, if you're listening, which I'm she sorry, does, but she, you're just not. She rated reviewed this. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then last night I was at dinner with a friend who's two years younger than me, and she's they're fourteen. Yeah. Can you imagine? And I mean, that's I why think we... you're the youngest person I know. <laughs> I'm that's honored. why it's like, I'll text you things like, okay, explain to me what, what is a machine gun Kelly? You know, like you're the only person I know who sincerely like is still connected in that way with what's currently happening in pop culture. Thank you. I, I take yeah. pride in that. Yeah. You should. Um, the machine gun Kelly, you know, is the twenties gangster. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And her sister is in her thirties and she was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, but it looks like she's like, you know, thriving. Like she, she loves her thirties. She says it's even better. And you know how they say your thirties, I, I, cause I, I've noticed that too, from people who are in their thirties, you know Mm -hmm. how they say your thirties are your twenties, but with money, 
I think it's probably no. like it looks like you're <laughs> you're like no. Your yeah, 30s, I did not get money. Your thirties are. <laughs> <laughs> your 30s or your 20s without the low like self-esteem issues it's exactly it's, what it is it's there's an acceptance of self mm-hmm. there's also a connection of what you are doing wrong to yourself you recognize yourself sabotages instead of like i felt like in my 20s i felt much more like a victim of circumstance to where in my 30s i realized i was the circumstance that i was victiming myself of yeah and so there was a letting go of some of that stuff or just an acceptance of like this is part of my nervous tics there is no perfect person you know like mm-hmm. and this is what i am take it or leave it becomes more of a thing that you have in your 30s and sort of the other people in their 30s yeah and so there's there's some of that there's yeah it's the 20s with confidence you know like that's still a sexy decade and what's the other fun thing about the 30s oh i'm able to spot red flags faster and faster I feel like in my 20s, it took a couple years. And yeah. in my 30s, it took a couple months. And in my 40s now, I'm spotting it within a couple hours, I feel like. Where you're just like, this is a really fun person to talk to for a little bit. But I am for sure not going to give them any of my contact information. This person is uh, Will burn down not my in the house. proper area. It's not even burn down my house, even in that sort of intimate sense. Not even intimate. Where you're just like, as a friendship, this will be more draining than it will be fulfilling. Yeah. And that's actually one thing this month that's probably also contributing to the kind of sadness or whatever. It's there are a few friends I have that just dwell on negativity like a lot all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think part of growing up is recognizing that emotionally you need to realize what's good and bad for you. And it's just, you know, or even better how you're supposed to respond to it. You're never going to stop negativity. And people yeah. act like in their 20s, like, I'm not going to acknowledge negativity. You're like, that's not what you're supposed to do with it. You're supposed yeah. to find it, do something and throw it back. And it's how you respond to all these things emotionally that you learn in your 30s. It's really, I want to say who you are and that's what maturing is. That's so In your 20s, you absorb the negativity. In your 30s, you're like, oh, no, no, no. I do this with it and pass it along this way. And maybe in my 40s, I'll just learn to block it straight up or get too far from it for it to uh, attack me somewhat. But there's still going to be some. That's awesome. Full disclosure, you don't look like you're 40. Not that that's even. I've been 40 for two weeks. You know, give me a couple of years. I'm going to look well into my 40s. I thought you were 32 or something. (laughs) (laughs) At one point I was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know what I hate is watching people. um, This is going to be so negative. But when I see somebody like, that's doing well in stand-up and to think like, oh man, when I started doing stand-up, it was before you even thought about doing it. You know, yeah. like you were 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, yeah. I wasn't like, saying anyone specific, but I was just giving that as an example. Because a lot of them start now at like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they are 24, 25, you're like, this person's pretty damn good. Yeah, I only know one person in the stand-up community in LA who started when he was 15. But yeah, I mean, you also have to have experiences to talk about. You know, like what can a 16, 17 year old really tell to an older audience? Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, high school kids aren't going to bars, you know. That's true, but it doesn't mean they're without perspective. They're, they That's don't know true. how to find their own perspective, which is the journey of a stand up comedian. That's true. But when That's they true. do, I like to throw Taylor Tomlinson's name out there a bunch. She started as a teenager. And then now that she's in her mid 20s, 
her yeah. special gave the perspective of what it's like to be at that point in your life. And because she started so young, there's not a lot of comedians that are talking about what it was like to be in their mid twenties because they're 35 by the time they make it. That's and true. so, so I feel like she's in a kind of class of her own in that by starting so young and learning how to have a perspective and That's... be at that age. Cause I can't go back in time and do that with my twenties. Yeah. That's true. I really liked her special too. Um, I love it. I think it's one of the best ones out there. Quarter life uh, crisis. Quarter life crisis for anyone. Yeah, you know how I just promote people's specials. Yeah, <laughs> just Taylor Tomlinson. If you're listening to this podcast, you inspired us. Yeah. <laughs> to go she's back and the invite. To, she's gotten the invite a couple times. <laughs> yeah. One day no, I'll get. But, it. You know, I, I've just kind of I've been tr- you know learning how to trust the timing in everything career wise love wise uh-huh. life wise and you know i actually i remember when i my whole life as long as i can remember i've always wanted to live in la and i've always wanted to pursue the entertainment industry uh as an actress or you know yeah at, you know do acting. is it as I, an actress okay yeah i was like saying like don't try to worry about the people being like oh actor just say what's honestly going on with you yeah yeah because i mean comedy came when once i was out here in la and mm-hmm. i actually attended some shows and and fell into it but before I mean, she was too good for spotlight sundays just throwing oh, that out there damn it spotlight sundays if you're listening i'm really i mean nothing against you it's just you know but a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm better you know i'm just better yeah, but I, you know, I was, I was in elementary school. I've always pictured myself on a red carpet or, you know, on screen. And I was in middle school. I was obsessed with like these Nickelodeon live action shows like Zoe 101 and, you know, Disney, Hannah Montana, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, when I was in like undergrad college, 18, 19 years old, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting so old. Like I won't be able to be on Nickelodeon anymore. Like I need to go to LA now. And my parents, you know, I was living at home at the time, um, you know, a little bit more uh, strict Middle Eastern family. They were like, absolutely not. Like, you need to, you know, have a degree and then you can go do whatever you want. And I just. No one on a degree is on Nickelodeon. And now you're like, maybe I'll get mom roles. Seriously. Like, it's either the teen role or the mom role. There's no in between. No, there's nobody our age on Nickelodeon. Um until they can play the parent of the the star which is a pretty sweet role yeah like i still think i'm too young to play someone on victor on euphoria um (laughs) i think i got another you know five years and then i'll maybe i'll be able to look like a euphoria high school freshman which by the way Mm -hmm. i really wish they'd stop showing teenagers having sex i'm getting jealous um of the sex (laughs) not of the teenagers (laughs) i get i'm getting uncomfortable with it I'm yeah. trying to remember what movie I watched. Oh, it was Spider-Man. Yeah. For some reason, like Spider-Man Zendaya just looks too young to me. Yeah. And so when I'm watching like her and Peter Parker have any kind of romance, I'm like, chill it out a little, you know, like, yeah, seriously. I think we're sexualizing these kids a little too much, even though I know the actors are in their twenties and like totally of an appropriate age to be dating. Well, hopefully they keep the bedroom door. Kids. Well, hopefully they've kept the, the bedroom door open um in case so no funny business but yeah exactly <laughs> but so anyway you're the strict parent. yeah but but anyway I so when I first moved to LA I was in I was in just I was on the tail end of my early 20s getting into my I mean fuck it I was 23 um yeah. 
yeah and i you want to leave a window (laughs) (laughs) tail end of my early 20s so like that's already 22 23 i know i know well someone another comic who i'm actually friends with the other day was like i thought you were like 24 25 and i was like yeah i am you know but Mm -hmm. but anyway i mean Anyway, so I, I just, for the first few years, I was still finding my footing. And just looking back to when I first moved to LA, I was an idiot. I can't imagine yeah. having moved are. out at, <laughs> I can't imagine having moved out at 18 or 19. I mean, I would have been eaten alive. You know? A lot of people are. Yeah. It's dangerous, and, especially the ones chasing Nickelodeon. Yes, absolutely. Those are the worst ones. And they're all doing coke behind the scenes. I mean, I actually, um, one of my, my childhood crush, um, Avan Jogia, he's like, uh, he played the love interest on Victorious. He, he actually was on TikTok and said, uh, oh, he was like drunk every day on set or something. Nice. It's like the truth. And then like Alexa Nicholas just came out and was talking about Jamie Lynn Spears and how she was bullied. And yeah. So See, lot, I don't know who sh- any of these people are. I know who Jamie Lynn Spears is because Britney Spears is my age. I shouldn't know who any of these people are, but I'm giving myself a pass because I have a younger sister. And so. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all the boys on that, on that, on that, on those shows were of legal age anyway. So, um, you know, when I watched to, you know, <laughs> no, but I mean, it. J- oh my God, the look on your face. You're just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes I was about to say that I worked Nickelodeon parties when I first moved to town. I did catering. And oh, really? so I would, of course, while you're catering and you know that you're like surrounded by people and you like, especially the Nickelodeon parties, you recognize nobody, but you also can tell who the adults are finding it to be a big deal and their kids. And it was very weird. And I was the bartender at these parties. Um, but at the same time, I'm not serving nine-year-olds drinks, you know, yeah. like, but they're like, you do have an open bar and it's adults drinking around kids. And you're still like, this still feels inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Especially with like a bunch of kids, like adults with cocktails, like talking to these kids, like they're adults. And it was weird to see the kids dress like adults and try to act like adults. And you're just like, I don't know what's going on. But I would Google to be like, who is this? What is this? One of my friends was an extra on a ton of Nickelodeon shows, you know, because she's from L.A., you know. um, Mm -hmm. And she told me, you know, no one ever ate at any of those parties. None of of the. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you ate at any of these parties, you weren't one of the important people. You're one of the plus ones that was excited to be there. So you're eating a lot. Uh, (laughs) Relatable. Exactly. But all the VIPs, not like even when I worked the Emmys and stuff. Yeah. Everybody that was like on camera, you would see them sit there until their food arrived and then they would leave the table. It was like too much. They were like, I can't. Wow. That's and crazy. so we would clear the plates of like all the filet mignons and stuff. And I would take all of that home and eat it on the way home. Ah, oh, five star filet mignon, baby. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. I would stuff it in a coffee cup. It was like I'd go home with like five coffee cups, all stuffed full of like great food. It was just so ghetto. But at the same time, I was also like, I'm not going to be able to eat this kind of food again, especially if these prices are free. <laughs> Seriously, three ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, almost all more steaks in my life have been three ninety nine than those I've paid for. Yeah. It's I also mean... because on those events, I was taking home like five. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, the whole, I mean, as much as I would say, I I actually went through a very, very, fell very deep into depression. I would say like my senior year of college, 
Um, and I had a gap, you know, a gap year where I pursued the first oh. year of my MBA. I mean, my early 20s. Go Wildcats. I don't know what year. I don't know what college. Wildcats was the mascot of my high school, actually. Oh, you went to East High? No, I went to Sylvania Northview. Oh, okay. East High Until is the name from um, High School Musical. High School Musical. Yeah. Who yeah, are also it was the really, It was very exciting for all of us. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm glad you know that, Aaron. That's, that's, really, that's really great. You know? Yeah, no, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and as, as sad as I'm depressed as I was, I'm still happy that I came out at the age that I did. Mm-hmm. And so I was and, you know, I, I, I obviously, you know, had a lot of learning to do still, but just, you know, trusting the timing, trusting the journey, trusting the process, you know, do you're doing all you can and, you know, just leave the rest of it to yeah. I wanted to say luck, but I want to say, you know, yeah. I mean, honestly, well, I unlike enjoy- college where everyone goes the next year at the same time and then everyone graduates at the same time, the yeah. entertainment industry is not like that. It promises nothing and it plucks mm-hmm. people one by one, um, borderline at random for what their needs are. Yeah. And also it plucks people that it doesn't even matter to you. You know, like if they're looking for a blonde female in her thirties and w- neither of us get the part, mm-hmm. we're, we can't look around and be like, why wasn't I chosen for that? You're like, well, no, because we don't qualify for this. Yeah. And now with social media, the game has changed. RIP to original Instagram. Um, you know, we'll always remember you. Probably not. <laughs> I'll never buy Bitcoin again. Seriously. It's a trick I, thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. You know, the whole someone just dm'd me if i was a swinger what on earth um i think that's a perfect example of what it's like to be in hollywood you just get those random messages and you're like i think this is a compliment yeah well it's because i have this doormat that on my um i had this this picture go viral on twitter a couple months Mm -hmm. ago for picking up the door dasher took a picture of me and our pineapple or our mat is of a pineapple and someone commented that that's the universal sign for swingers and oh. it's not my hat. i don't even know if my it's my roommates or if it was just there but yeah so does that mean that spongebob is like even crazier than i thought he was yeah yeah good for him Sarah Fatimi. You may know her from Roast Battle. She's in a lot of Roast Battles. I don't even think we talked about it. Uh, or I mean, she makes a lot of videos that go like semi-viral all the time. So she's she's all over the internet. You can find her everywhere. When I looked up her Instagram right now, it was Sarah Fatimi official. I don't know if that's the old one or the new one or she took my advice. I, I don't know. It looks like it's it looks like she's active on it and it's her and it's not someone trying to grab your money. So I'm going to say Sarah Fatimi official is where you can find her. If that is wrong, I will re-record this, upload this, and you will never know the difference. So if you're listening to this, I believe Sarah Fatimi official is the real one. The one that got hacked was uh, one of those weird messages. Like if you, or it was like, hey, look at how much Bitcoin's exploding. If you give me $4,000 or whatever, you can get $10,000 by tomorrow. And then like they disappear. I think it was something like that. I don't know. I did get the weird message and then I like blocked it, which of course, wait. I blocked it. So yeah, Sarah Fatimi official. She turned her backup page into the official page. Just like I said in this episode, the episode already had effect before you guys even heard it. 
sweetheart of a girl, happy to have her. I don't have another podcast lined up for next week to promote yet. You know, like I know I've been going on a string of that. I'm going to continue to go on a string of that because I've been watching a lot of Book of Boba Fett. My uh, my Mandalorian podcast has turned into a Book of Boba Fett episode uh, podcast. But then a lot of it's been about Mandalorian anyway. So, boom. It worked out really great that I happened to do that. So, go listen to Book of Boba Fett. I know one episode of the podcast is up on this feed. So, some of you already listened to that. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. I'll be back next week with guests I don't know. I just sent out four emails asking four guests. I'm excited about all of them. We'll see what happens with any of them. And you guys will see that when it comes out. As always, you can follow me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything. And you can uh, Venmo me at Aaron M. Marsh. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Marsh. And you can just, I don't know, show up at work and ask for Aaron M. Marsh. You know, whatever happens. Working on a new show. Loving it. It's a lot of hours. I am complaining about the hours when I get home. But outside of complaining about the hours, it is fun. And it's great to be on set again. And yeah, that's that's what I got going on over here, guys. As always, thank you for listening. And thank you for putting up with me. Mm-hmm.